Welcome in, Big Ten backers. In we are live. Place. Big Ten backers are back, baby. It's the off season, but we're still bringing it. Hey, come on in. Hit those likes. Hit those shares. We'll get at you in the comments, so leave us some stuff. You got some questions? We'll answer it. You got some comments? We'll address it. But we got a big-ass dump truck-style show for y'all, and we got to get into it, man. Jesse Minter and Ben Herbert join Harbaugh's staff with the Chargers, man. He's taking everyone and saying, come with me. We're going to win in the NFL, just like we did in college. Man, I was just starting to question all the doom and gloom from this season. You know, us Buckeye fans, we're hoping, we're praying, we're forecasting for Michigan to be down next year. And, and you know, I was looking at what they have come back, talking to people. That defense is not departing much. And up until this departure, they turned what looked like to be a shitty situation into some sunshine and rainbows shit. Keeping Sharon Moore on board was huge in keeping the re- recruiting intact and all but eliminating a mass exodus like we saw in Bama. I mean, Bama lost everything in the beginning when Saban went out. Harbaugh, Jesse Mentor, jumping ship. That was understandable and something that I think Wolverines came to expect after the season went on, after the offseason turmoil went on. But Ben Herbert, man, he is the lifeblood of that program. And his departure, his departure added another level to this shitstorm, man. Who spends the most time in a program? Who spends the most time with the players? It's that strength and conditioning quarter, baby. He is always in there getting them ready. And in the off season, every day. I mean, they're with him every day and he builds them. I mean, he's the conditioning coordinator is like the tutelage to the program. For those of you that played ball, this is where the culture of the team is born, where hard asses are built, where leaders come to shine. You know what I mean? He's the megaphone, man. He's the megaphone of the head coach. He's the megaphone of the program. Like, you need that guy. And then this is two big hits, man. You're talking mentor, too. Like, this dude is one of the best up-and-coming defensive coordinators in all of college football. He's following Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is raiding yeah. the Michigan staff. He's taking everybody with him, and not only everybody. Like, he's taking key components, key pieces. The strength and conditioning coach, which is around the players every day, all the time. He's the lifeblood. In the their grill. Voice. And then their D.C., too. Like, this guy's a very talented D.C. He's a big reason why. Michigan won the national championship, but Jim Harbaugh, man, does he even give a shit about Michigan anymore? Oh man, he got that natty and he's like, I'm out. I think it's more of like a, he's pissed off at the NCAA and he's going to do anything he can to win in the NFL to show that he's the man. And he's got that goal in mind, wants that Super Bowl ring. So he has something that over his brother. I've done it at both levels. You haven't, you know, ah. that's my feeling. I, yeah, man, you gotta get a, you gotta get one on your brother, man. If you your do. brother's like, one you got that you got rivalry it. and it's alive and well, man, in the hardball household for sure. Especially when they went face to face in the Super Bowl, man. And going back to Herbert, man, he is the top paid strength and conditioning coordinator in the nation. Million dollars a year. He's not going to be making that in the NFL. It's a completely different position in the NFL. 
you're, you got guys that are ready. They're willing. They know they have to work out. They have to earn that paycheck. And that's the only way they're going to do it. These are professionals. You're keeping them from getting injured. That's your main goal. Right. You don't have to build a body anymore. The body's already built. It's kind of a vacation, man. And we're going to get into this later about college football versus NFL football when it comes to coaching. We're going to talk about that later. But, man, Jimmy didn't leave anything for more, man. He left him with maybe some sanctions coming and most of the players departing for the NFL. And now he took Minter and Herbert. Like, Lord have mercy, man. He ain't leaving shit to work with. I think they'll be fine for next year. The culture's already established. It's there with the leaders on the team. They got enough coming back on defense like we've talked about in the past. They're, they're set. This is going to hurt them down the road, a year or two down the road, when they're still trying to develop people. Because Michigan it has been a developmental program. I mean, they put some pounds on some people, and they've made them hard asses, man, in the weight room. And it's Ben, ben Herbert that did it. That's why he gets a million-dollar paycheck, because he made them who they are. He built that culture. With Harbaugh. All right, riddle me this, Batman. Can these guys still make the playoffs with all of these coaching departures and players leaving for the NFL? Yes. Like I said, the culture's already there. They just produce offensive linemen every year. It's just next man up, next man up, next man up. And guess what? They have Donovan Edwards back there, and they're going to have some orgies. There's going to be orgy parties. (laughs) It's orgy time. Orgy. We'll see how that orgy turns out, man. Well, orgy, if you, if you don't already know, he was the backup quarterback last year, and he will be the quarterback next year. Now, I heard he doesn't have an arm, so is this orgy? It's <laughs> the best orgy without any arms. <laughs> I heard he had like 48% passing percentage in high school, man, the senior year, and he's going to go from that to. But we saw the boy run. Now nah, he saw the boy run. Yeah, he's definitely talented. He's physically gifted for sure. Now, and that defense, they're re- they're returning Josiah Stewart, D end, Mason Graham, D tackle, who went off in the playoffs, Macari Page, a safety, Will Johnson, and like we said, Donovan Edwards. So we'll see. They got to put some pieces together in offense, but that defense is still going to be right there. Oh man, you got Edwards in the backfield too. Like if you have an offensive line, Edwards and a hell of a defense, like they they're gonna beat up on most Big Ten teams. And a running quarterback, too. I mean, he doesn't have to pass much. He can do play action all day long. Yeah. And then if he's playing against uh, USC's old defense, you know, 48% passing rate in high school probably means 70% against USC's defense. That's true. <laughs> and and now with uh, Wisconsin adding their coordinator to their defense, uh, maybe against Wisconsin, then it will be easy, too. You know, you can definitely get open over the middle, man. The safeties won't be – they'll be lost. Lost in space, man. <laughs> but we got to talk about Roman Wilson, man. He was balling out in that senior camp, man. Yeah. That senior I Bowl. He, I heard he was. But, man, it's a senior I saw Bowl. some all videos. The, all the big boys, though, all the top wide receivers aren't there. All the top corners aren't there. It's kind of easy to ball out when you're balling out. Everybody else trying to make a name for themselves, too. There's a reason he's there. And I understand I he's mean, balling. Yeah, but some of those, it, were, it was just the catch radius was ridiculous. He's only like 5'11", and he was catching stuff like he was 6'4". And we saw it in the what, the championship game, too. In oh, the yeah, he's not bad. He's a good talent. I think yeah. he's probably a third-rounder, if I had to guess. But we'll see. I, You know, Michigan's still got a chance. They still got the culture that they had before, and those guys have already had it instilled, and they've been built in the program. So they'll be there. Man, Jesse, though. Not Jesse. 
Sharon, he's got his hands full, man. He's got to put a staff oh, together. Yeah. He's got to keep the team there. He's still out on the road recruiting. Like, it's going to be interesting to see who he brings in to carry. He's got to keep the in. orgy under control. <laughs> Teach him how to throw, right? Teach me how to he's throw. He's got his hands full. <laughs> All right, man. Let's move on. Let's hit the next subject here. We're having a good time. Moving though. right along. All right. These guys. Well, look at Jeff you. Halfley, former defensive coordinator for Ohio State, was the current head coach for Boston College. He leaves for the NFL to take the defensive coordinator position at Green Bay. And then you get Mike McDonald, former Michigan DC. He was out at Baltimore and now he's headed to be the Seahawks head coach. But bigger story here. I'm not going to talk about Mike McDonald much other than he was a great DC. He was a DC for Michigan in 2021. He did a good job there. He did a good job with Baltimore, obviously. Absolutely. But man, Jeff Halfley pretty much said, I don't want to be a head coach in college football anymore. I'd rather be in the NFL where football matters. As a head coach in college football, all I do is worry about making money for the NIL, recruiting my current players, and being on the road recruiting. There's no actual time for coaching. And is this the reason why everybody's leaving? I mean, you had Jim Harbaugh leave. He's probably tired of the NCAA. You had Nick Saban retire. He's probably tired of this new world of college football where you're doing more fundraising and NIL building and recruiting your own roster. Like you're talking about losing a playoff game. You have players coming up and asking you for more money. Same thing with Ohio mm-hmm. State. Ohio State loses the freaking Michigan and their quarterbacks in the in the day like, hey, man, can I get paid a little bit more? Is this new yeah. era of college football a poison? Is it toxic, man? Are we going to start losing more Jeff Halfleys to the NFL? Like Chip Kelly's also thinking about jumping ship yeah chip kelly had his time in the nfl i don't know if we're going to come back after him again he he's not going to come back as a head coach but yeah yeah or maybe maybe it's easier he's talking uh but we'll get onto that but man is this is this the new world of college football are we going to start losing really good coaches because there is way too much outside of coach football coaches have to be a ceo of the company now they have to be the general manager and they need to have good offensive and defensive coordinators they're going to have to they're not going to have time for anything else it's changed the game has changed it's more about money now talk about jeff halfley zed flowers who we saw in the a um nfc championship afc championship game he got offered six hundred six hundred thousand dollars $600,000 $600,000 in NIL to transfer. And then there was another offer for like $300,000. He ended up staying and becoming an NFL first round draft pick. And you saw him. But back to Halfley's point, those offers were just offers. No one was guaranteed that money. If he would have left, he may not have got half that money. And then he would have lost out on a perfect opportunity to have one of the best degrees in the country you can at Boston College, man. That's a damn good degree and can set you up for a lifetime of success if you use it correctly. You know, not everyone makes it to the NFL, even people getting $600,000 a year injury away from not making it, you know, a bad injury away. So a degree is still important. And I think that's where Jeff Halfley was coming from, man, because he was selling degrees at Boston College to get the athletes there. He was selling a lifetime of success. And then he could lose a guy at a drop of a dime. He's a middle of the road ACC coach. Like no one gives a shit. How much NIL money are they getting at Boston College? Not a whole lot, I'd imagine. No, but he's got to do something, right? We got to comment. Money was the difference between amateur sports versus professional sports. At least the NFL has a salary cap, no control with NIL. I agree, man. Like, yeah, 
Absolutely. There's some good point. And next question is, can the NCAA or whoever that fact is, because the NCAA might be on its deathbed, can they put up enough guardrails to prevent us from losing great coaches? Like I'm not saying Jeff Halfley's, you know, the end all be all coach, but he was an up and coming coach. Uh, he just had his best year at Boston College, and he pretty much said, like I said, I'm leaving because I don't want to deal with the mess of college football. Can we get guardrails mm-hmm. up in time to prevent this? Like how many times are we going to lose major coaches or is major coaches going to retire? A lot. It's just going to be a new breed of coaches. I mean, people are going to learn to deal with it and they're going to move on. You're going to make millions of dollars and you're going to learn how to deal with the situation. What the problem is now is the NCAA is fucked up. They've lost all their control. They don't know what they're doing. They're in a complete change and they're about to be irrelevant. You know, they're going to be swept under the rug. And until that does change, it's going to be chaos until the major conferences can agree on rules and um, some type of conflict negotiation or agreements, sign contracts with NIL. What I think needs to happen is NIL agreements need to take place while the person is in the portal. So you get this much money, you can come to Florida State. You can get this much money, you can come to Ohio State. That agreement would at least ensure the person's getting paid so they know what they're getting. They can sign on the dotted line and be like, all right, I'm coming here for this much money. And it's it's basically making it a pay to play. But it is right now. Just It's just behind closed doors. Yeah, what well, about like, so with these teams getting penalized, right? So you have Florida State. They're under investigation uh, from the NCAA. You have Tennessee, who is now under investigation for the NCAA. And this all has to do with NIL. Is this another reason to like, yo, fuck this. I'm out. Like, I don't want to deal with mm-hmm. this. Because you're, yeah. you feel like you're abiding by the rules, but the rules change every day, mm-hmm. and then you're like everybody else is. There's no. I'm the one getting investigated for it. Like what? The, what is that all about? There is no rules. It's the wild, wild west, man. It is. Man. Nil has changed the game. Somebody play Will Smith. Wild, wild yeah. west. <laughs> it's been a while. I've heard that song in ages, man. Showing my age. <laughs> Hopefully there's no young guns on here listening. They will know not know what the <laughs> hell you're talking about. I don't know. They'll know. Come on. Hit us in the comments if you heard Wild Wild West. Come on. Somebody someone's gotta hear. Yeah, it. see. Crickets, man. Crickets. All right, so what would you do? <laughs> what would you do immediately to fix the NCAA and, and the NIL as far as so we don't lose great minds and great coaches or you know, having, you know, people like Nick Saban retire. There's not another Nick Saban, so I shouldn't say like Nick Saban. He's the one and only, but you get what you I'm blow up. You blow it up. The NCAA needs to be gone, and the teams need to get together and have a commissioner, someone ruling it, because the NCAA doesn't know what they're doing. They have no control. They're worried about lawsuits. So should we kill, say, NIL and do more of a pay model from the colleges where it's kind of even all the way around, so you kind of snub the – No, know, the, nothing the, needs the to be even. Kings from – from running college football with bigger NILs? No, because that just opens the door for people to cheat and get away with it. I mean, just like it was before. The bag okay, men that's, were there. That's never changed. Yeah, that's it's not going to change. It's just how you do it goes. How you go about doing it changes. You know, I'll just make you a offer cash. to their church. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'll build you a new church. Mom and dad can have a skyscraper in L.A. You know, who doesn't need that? I want a skyscraper in LA. (laughs) But, you you know, just make it legal and people do it however the hell they want. 
All I know is you just have to have signed contracts so you know the players getting the money. So they know they're leaving Boston College to go to a bigger program like an Alabama, like a Georgia, like Ohio State, like a USC, and they're getting something out of it. You know, they know the pros and cons. Yeah, this is what we need to do with the NCAA. Take out the papers and the trash, or you don't get no spending cash. <laughs> get the NCAA, man. They've been they've been get them out of here. For years. Get them out of here. Uh, I feel like they nitpick. Like you'll have one school do something, and it's this massive, and you know, suspension or kids can't return yeah. to play, and then another school will do it, and it's like, oh, that's not a big deal. It makes no damn sense. It's just inconsistent it can be, man. Yeah. But think about if you're Jeff Halfley, you're like, hey, the way I get ahead is I got to find the diamond in the rough and I got to keep them here. All right. So some school offers your diamond in the rough $600,000. Dude transfers doesn't see a dime of that money because there's no guarantee. How mm. pissed off would you be? Would you want to jump ship? All right. It's happening all, it's happening everywhere, man, where they, you're going to get this much money and then they don't get that much money. It's, it's just all. a lie. The promise has got to be completed, man. It's got to, you know, if you're going to offer that for some guy to transfer, I mean, these are kids you're talking about. This is their first, like maybe their first real financial transaction. They're like, yeah. all right, my right, worry $600,000. That's life changing. Yeah. Like I hope these kids yeah, get some kind of, some kind of, they're going to get education. Man. If you're a good school, they're going to advise you on taxes. Well, tax evasion is going to happen. I mean, you're not supposed to bet on sports, but we had a booty do that that yeah. recently. 8,900 bets. You know, I that's small, that's small time betting. No big deal. Yeah. You know, no big deal. I bet, I bet that every single weekend, man. Oh yeah. I'd do that in an hour. Do you see that, uh, Alabama <laughs> coach or baseball coach? No. So he got his punishment. He, he got caught uh, betting on baseball a while back. Um, but anyways, he knew that his relief pitcher was injured, so he bet on the game that he was coaching in, and he got caught. And 15-year show cause, man. 15-year show cause. Should. should. So if you hire time. this guy, he has to be suspended for the first five years, too. It's not only yeah. that. Like, if you hire him, he can't coach for you for five years. That dude will never, ever see college football uh coaching again. nope he just ruined his career all right we got another comment from christian i'm surprised there hasn't been a title challenge on nil i'd love to see the stats behind how much is given to men versus women yeah i think the title nine is different because that. it's not affiliated <laughs> yeah. with the school right so yeah you can't really use that as a comparison to what the women and the men are getting because it's more about your personal uh, agenda. It's not, it's not coming through the school, but if you change it to a pay for play, then you might have a title nine problem. Yes. Yeah, not, yeah. If it's pay for play, then it will be. But as far as NIL, it's up to you. Like Caitlin Clark, yeah, it's a business. Me, like how much is Caitlin Clark making to your average football player? Like she's probably making a boatload compared to a lot of people. So it's not, it's more about the individual than it is the, uh, the well, And it's, it's not funneled through a government. program it's private businesses giving them the money yeah so there title nine doesn't really apply here so that's why i don't think there's a, a title nine investigation just because it's not ran by the school now once it's ran by the school and let's say you know they decided to pay players a certain uh cap yeah. for playing it you know iowa or whatever school then then title nine is going to be an issue yeah then people are going bankrupt 
but schools yeah. will be. You can't pay everyone that much. But not right now. It's your own marketing ability or someone yep. doing the marketing for you, but it looks like your own market, marketable ability. Outside entities. Yep. So Title IX doesn't apply here, but yeah, if it, it becomes a pay pay for play from the actual institution, of, then then we'll, we'll start talking about Title IX. That's a damn good question, though. It is. Really good question. But yeah, I think it's time to pay some bills, man. These lights, they ain't cheap to run here. Light it up. You know, let's try to get some... Uh, Let's get we some always go Danos. Let's get a little spicy. Get it spicy. Get, get it spicy. spicy. I love it. These are the best commercials. Danos seasoning, food's favorite flavor. Yum yum, get you some. I'm Joe Burrito, your favorite burrito. Joe, we all know you're the best. You can always do better. Try the new Danos hot chipotle. Ooh, that's spicy. Yum, yum. Yum, yum. Get you some. All right, man. I'm all spiced up on some Danos, ready to rock and roll. We got a great segment for you. Which college football? Every time you play that, I every time you play that, man, I just want some Mexican food. I just want a gas station. I want a burrito right now. I want a gas station burrito that I'll pay for later. You know, I spend just as much time at the gas station than I do sitting on the john. That's what I'm looking for. Those Sounds little, disgusting. Uh, throw a little spicy Danos on there, you know, give you a whole new meaning to the song Sounds Ring of better. Fire. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. My bad. All right, so what college I'm football hungry. transfer into the Big Ten will have the most impact on 2024? Man, oh, man, this is a hard assignment. So I'm, like, looking at Tough. all these players. There's some great talent coming in, man. You got Proctor for Iowa. I mean, this dude is a freshman, started at left tackle at Alabama, and now at Iowa. Like, this dude is a legit – Offensive tackle, Matt. I, I say he does two more years at Iowa, and he's in the NFL, no doubt about For it. For sure. And then he started as a freshman at Alabama at left tackle too, dude. Not like guard or center, like left yeah. fucking tackle. Like dude's in the NFL now. Yeah. If he wanted to, if he could, <laughs> if he was allowed, I should say. Yeah. But then there's Evan Stewart, man. Like you have this big time wide receiver coming out of Texas A&M. He's coming into Oregon. He could be five a star. And then. Dylan Gabriel, man, like this dude was a Heisman candidate at one point for Oklahoma. He's now going to Oregon. I'm curious to see what he will do. You got Quinshawn Junkins out there. Quinshawn Junkins, I don't think will make as big of a splash because he's going to be splitting carries with Travion Henderson. And that's what he wanted. He wanted, he didn't want to be the bell cow carrying it 30, 40 times a game for Ole Miss. So that's why he transferred out to Ohio State because he, he's worried about load management, which is smart. Caleb Downs, you talk about the number one kid in the portal. Like he's, He's going to be another one. You got Tyler Van Dyke oh, coming from Miami. Like, what's what's Luke Fickle going to do with Tyler Van Dyke? I think that's another one you could talk about. Will Howard. And let's not forget Will Rogers, man. One of the greatest quarterbacks yeah. to ever throw the rock in the SEC is at Washington. He could make a splash. But for me, man, my number one player who's going to make the biggest impact for the Big Ten is Dylan Gabriel. And the reason I say that oh. is he's a quarterback, man. Like, Kalen Proctor might be a better prospect and overall better player and better at his position, but he's a tackle. No one's going to talk about tackles. You can talk about Evan Stewart, the wide receiver, but he's going to be throwing the ball. So every time Evan Stewart catches it, Dylan Gabriel, my man's getting the credit for it. You can talk hey, about guess what? Downs, but if Caleb Downs is doing a punt return for a TD, how much is really talked about safeties, man? Outside of AJ, Big Day. I thought you were going to say the exact same thing as me, man. I was getting pissed off. As soon as that Dylan came out of your mouth, I was like, shit, man, you stole my thunder. I got Dylan Raiola, man. 
He's going. He's to not Nebraska. a transfer. He's a recruit. Well, he transferred basically well, he because he, he already committed. The rules of the game, man. What yeah. are you doing? I said Come on. top transfer, not top recruit. He 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 was a transfer recruit. <laughs> transfer recruit, huh? That's what we changed. Call changed his commitment. Yeah. That's just that's just how it is, man. That's just how it be in recruiting. Yeah. Things are changing quick, man. Come on, top transfer. You can't say Rayola. I I got Caleb Downs, man. Um he's just so significant. It, you know, safety position is crucial. He started it as a freshman at Alabama. This is the second person we're talking about that's done that. And High State is, needs it. Everyone needs a good safety. High State plays more safeties um, than other schools. You know, they play three at a time. Um, and he three could fit that time. hybrid that position. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> sounds like the orgy they're going to have up there in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he's just – he's built for the NFL already. And everyone thought he was going to – Georgia right away. I mean, it was like almost a shoe and all of a sudden out of nowhere, he's at Ohio state. So that impact is going to be huge. It might not be as visible to everyone right away because he's not touching the ball every single play, but people are going to have to scheme around where he's at on the field. I'll throw you another reason why it's going to be Dylan Gabriel over Caleb Downs billboards, 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 billboards. This dude going to have billboards up in New York City, Seattle, L.A., Knoxville, Nashville, you name it. There's going to be Dylan Gabriel for Heisman, billboards, hand on buildings, whatever. He's going to be the man who makes the biggest impact as far as – What if he gets beat out by Dante Moore? Ain't happening, son. (laughs) Maybe. The reason I say that – So Dante Moore was going to come to Oregon originally, right? Like that's where he Mm -hmm. was committed. And he wanted playing time right away. And Dan Landing was honest with him, like, you're not going to start here as a freshman. And then he went to UCLA. He came in as a freshman, got benched. And that's the reason yeah. I think he ended back up at Oregon because Oregon's like, yo, Dan Landing's like, see, I told you, man, like, you need more time. You can come here. I'm not going to guarantee you're going to start this year. Learn from Dylan yeah. Gabriel. He's He's been in the league for a lot or college football for a long time. Learn from him, and you'll be our guy next year. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's – Planning to try to beat out Dylan Gabriel. Obviously, if something crazy happens or say he's planning to try Gabriel goes down or something and he yeah. comes in and he lights it up, that's a different story. But I don't think that's the uh, initial look going in. Gabriel's had some injuries in the past, too. Yes, he has. So having him, that's a huge pickup for Oregon. Man, they did well in the transfer portal. Yeah, I know. Like both Oregon and Ohio State both picked up a senior type talented quarterback and then a super mm-hmm. talented younger quarterback yeah. who, who gets to pick up two like top eight quarterbacks in the transfer portal in, in one sitting yeah. like that's insane an experienced awesome. quarterback and then a backup quarterback man you can't ask for anything better than that no no they and Oregon man they're not done man they keep tearing up the portal damn and <laughs> stealing one from their rival man yeah they got that that Nike money ain't playing no games man Maryland need to take a lesson because Under Armour ain't with it. Under Armour got to bring that paycheck. Yeah. You let Nike just outball you like that? Come on. Come on, Under Armour. Where you at? All right. Who you got number two? Do you have a number two? Number two, I think I'll go. I would like to say Will Rogers, but I don't think Washington's going to have the the staff around him. So I'm going to go Caleb Downs number two. I think he'll be the, the biggest one. I think Buckeye fans, as big and as broad and annoying as they can be, 
They're mm-hmm. going to be spilling this guy's name every 10 seconds. You're going to be like, oh, Caleb down. Caleb down. Like, <laughs> I, I already did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I got Dylan Gabriel, number two. Yeah, and like you said, he's going to make the biggest impact right away, visible impact, because he's a quarterback. He's touching the ball every play, you know. Yeah, but did you hear about Caleb Downs? I know Caden Proctor went to uh, Iowa, but Caleb Downs is also going to Ohio State. Oh, yeah. Tyler Van Dyke, he he was okay at Miami. He's going to Wisconsin. Did you hear about Caleb Downs? I was just trying to be an Ohio State fan for 10 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're catching on quick, man. (laughs) Just keep talking. Keep talking. Who you got number three? Caden Proctor is me. Number three, I, I guess I'm going to stay away from the last left tackle. I think he will have the most impact at his position over anybody, but I just don't think it'll be very, you know, up front in people's eyes. No one never pays attention to what offensive linemen do. So I'm going to stay away from that. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go Will Howard, man. I think he may not be throwing the rock all over the field. I don't think he's going to be, you know, throwing touchdowns, but I think him and the rest of the running game there is going to make him a very dangerous quarterback as far as uh, running and throwing the ball. So I think the mix of those two stats will make a huge impact. All right. Imagine if they did shotgun split backs. They have Henderson on one side, Quinshawn Junkins on the other. Those two coming out of the backfield to take passes to. Who has the linebackers to cover both of them? Yeah. Like his weaponry is going to be unreal on offense between the wide receivers and those running backs. I, I just don't like unless he just is garbage, there's no way he doesn't have some kind of crazy year. So I think he's up there in the mix right behind Gabriel and Downs. I mean, they have to do something with that offensive line that's gotta to improve too. <laughs> too and bad they're they're not, they're too bad I don't got man. Yeah. That would have been a nice pickup. Yeah. That offensive line is the one Achilles Hill of Ohio State. If they can't find a left tackle, I think after spring in the portal, then I feel sorry Nobody. for Amazon Junkins for moving on up to oh, man. Nation. They'll just find a way to run the ball. What about you, man? What you got, number three? I, I got Caden Proctor. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You did say that. All right, who's next? All right, we'll do one more. We'll both pick one more. I got, a, I got kind of a dark horse for the last one. Who's that? Aiden Childs. Aiden, Aiden Childs. Childs, yeah. He's, State. He's not on the graphic, I think. I still think they're going to be missing a lot of pieces. I think he'll have great flashes, but I don't think he'll have the consistency. And I don't. It think might be like one of those where it's like most valuable to the team type of thing. You might not. It might not make a big difference in the grand scheme of the Big Ten, but he has the opportunity to really help out a struggling Penn State or Michigan State. Yeah, I'll go Tyler. Struggling. Van I I don't know if he's going to have a huge impact, but if he can get carried by the running game. And he can actually get into that passing offense that Wisconsin's trying to incorporate. Maybe he's the guy. And then maybe yeah, that's on the second year. You got your badger blinders on, man. I, do. I said it's a it's a hard <laughs> name. Dark horse, I'll take it. Yeah. And that's only if the running backs can carry him to the point we gotta worry about the running game so much that wide receivers are just kind of running loose. Cause he may be talented, the running backs may be talented, but the wide receiver core at Wisconsin's never Never some yeah. kind of crazy big time ballers out there. So they're going to need some major, major help on the offensive line. 
Yeah, and it's hard to leave Evan Stewart out of that at wide receiver, man. Five star oh, wide receiver. We definitely, we definitely yeah. messed up, man. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. in there. It's tough. There's too many good ones coming to the Big Ten. And I don't want to just go down the line and only name Oregon and Ohio State transfers because they did the best in the portal, let's be honest. They did. Those two did the best. They brought in the bigger Penn Andrew State, I think, Allen. had a good cornerback. They did. AJ Green. Yeah. And they also brought in uh, the wide receiver that they needed from Ohio State. Yeah. Ah, man. I feel like he might make some noise. I feel like his ability to play big-time wide receivers fading with his hairline, man. I feel like it's gone. Hey, don't you be making fun of hairlines. You know, just pull pull back the hood for us, man. Yeah, let's see what we got here. Ooh, a little bit of nothing. <laughs> Working with a whole lot, man. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Let's move on, man. Let's do it. I'm, I'm excited for this next segment, too. We can talk forever. But let's go, man. Best mm. out-of-conference games in the Big Ten for 2024. If you're watching the show, man, follow the icons. Tell us which one's your favorite game. Me, I'm going to go with USC and LSU in Las Vegas. I would love to go to that game. Maybe the Big Ten backers will be out at that game. Probably not, but I would love to, man. Vegas, USC, big time blue bloods in Vegas, man, hitting the tables. That's, that's gotta be huge. Number two. I like, I like Texas and Michigan, man. How, how big, much bigger branding can you get? You got the, the returning national champions in Ann Arbor playing against Texas. I think if Jim Harbaugh doesn't leave, this game would be. One of the biggest games of the year. I think there's a lot of questions with Jim Harbaugh leaving mm-hmm. and a lot of graduates and coaching movements. But if it wasn't for that, man, you're talking about Texas returns a lot of talent too. Like this would have been two Rams yeah. getting ready to just butt heads, man. That game is still awesome. We're definitely going to be at that game. I wouldn't miss that for the world, man. Like Big Ten backers has definitely got to be at Texas and Michigan, man. Like, come on. Come on. We don't go to that game. We done messed up a mm-hmm. Ron. Two Rams button heads and one of them's name is Orgy. <laughs> and then play for me, man. You can't, you can't ignore That's why that one's number one for me. That's number one. The, you know, just the names, the Blue Bloods. I would love to be there to see that. Well, there's some other Blue Bloods on here. LSU, USC, Notre Dame, USC. Like, come on, man. Yeah. But you know, they weren't in the playoffs last year. And then, yeah, number three, man, Notre Dame, USC. How, how can you ignore the rivalry? And any other year outside of this year, we would talk about this game. I think it takes a, a little bit of a hit because Notre Dame just put it on their asses. We were there in the stadium, and they just fucking piled yeah. and piled and piled that shit on, boy. They were yeah, stacking they that ass whooping high. And I think there's mm-hmm. a reason why people are not excited, as excited about Notre Dame versus USC. And then number four for me, my Badgers, man. Show me them nails. Them Badgers welcoming in Bama. I was excited. I was like, man, I got to go to this game. It's only an hour from the house. I got to see the freaking goat, Nick Saban. And now he retired. But I'm like, still, I got to see DeBoer and what the new Alabama is going to look like without Nick Saban. So I I can't miss that game either. I'll be there. Big Ten backers will be there. We'll be bringing you live videos from the game and the fans and all those kind of things. Can't wait for that one. And then give me the hatred, man. Give me the hatred between Colorado and, and Nebraska, Matt Rule, Deion Sanders, they got some disdain for one another. I don't know if this is going to be as big of a game as far as impact on the playoffs or college football, but as far as, like, true grit, blood, hate, like, 
this is it, man, for college football. These two have built up some, obviously they're old rivals, but now they've really built up some hate and disdain for each other. So this one, man, I like, man, I don't know. This one's going to be fun just to watch, you know, kind of Matt Rule and Deion Sanders prior to the game talking and kind of smacking back at one another. Plus the players on the field. It got a little nasty last year. This is going to just be good old, mm-hmm. fashion, you know, hate yeah. between these two, man. They're two different uh, style of programs. You kind of got Denver and then you kind of got, which is kind of a little uppity, high-class Denver versus Cornfield, Nebraska. So we got a culture clash there between the two as well. Man, that game's going to be fun. And then last but not least, another old rivalry, Penn State, West Virginia. The only reason it's not higher for me is West Virginia doesn't pull their weight in this rivalry. That's the only reason. Yeah. What you got, man? I mean, I, I got to agree with you on that one. The last one I do have, Penn State. I'm going to go in reverse order for you. Penn State versus West Virginia. The atmosphere in Morgantown is going to be awesome. I want to be there to see that one. And that's the only reason. I just want to see that atmosphere because I don't think that it's going to be a close game. I think Penn State takes this one big time. Um, fifth, I got Notre Dame versus SC. Fourth, I got LSU versus SC. I think LSU is going to be a really good team. I just, I, I'm not getting real hyped up about SC till I see what they put on defense. They're also replacing their Heisman winning quarterback with Miller time, baby. So we'll see. I want to see that, um, a, a year worth a new defensive coordinator, see what kind of defense they bring this year. I mean, I need to see some heat. They need to have some nasty dogs hitting people. And, and I'm not going to get pumped up until I do see that. So third, I got Colorado versus Nebraska. Kind of like the same thing you said, man. This has got to be a heated rivalry. You don't see Nebraska fans getting pissed off until you see them play Colorado, man. They want to win that game. They're not the nice guys anymore when Colorado comes to town. So I would love to be there for that game. And just because these two programs are like, they're building, they're on the rise. You can feel it. You can see it. And last year, Colorado and the Buffaloes got the better of them. This year, hopefully Nebraska doesn't turn the ball over every single play. Uh, <laughs> Sims is gone. So hopefully that will give their balls away like Dylan Mulvaney. Oh man, they were give they were cutting their balls off and selling it to Bud Light. <laughs> Bud Light, you can sponsor us still if you want to. I know you were thinking about it. Um, Wisconsin versus Bama. I got that number two, and the reason why I have it number two is the intrigue, man. Post Saban, what's that going to be like? Fickle taking over. It, this is his second year there. I want to see what that's going to be like. He might be bringing in some interesting coordinators there's some rumor mill going on there that we'll talk about later and i have to go with texas versus michigan at number one man that's it's a storied like program both of them both storied both blue bloods both national title contenders both were last year let's see what they got i know texas is going to be up there michigan is going through some changes but they're keeping their offensive coordinator as their head coach i think they're still going to be good this year so let's check it out, man. I want to see what they got. It's the beginning of the season. You won't know how good they are till they strap on the pads and go. You always like to talk about strap on, strap ons, but you know, whatever. Yes, I I'll do. Let you, yeah. I'll let you well, you we're talking about cutting off balls, so you're going to need it. <laughs> fair enough. All right, <laughs> that's fair. All right, so how many points are scored in the SC LSU game? Both these teams are notoriously defensive garbage. Like this mm-hmm. is just going to be a fireworks show, man. Like it'll be. But both got badass coordinators coming in. They do. So let's see what they bring. They got to bring it. That in. Yeah, you got to have the players too. Yeah. 
you do. All right, let's hit so, some comments, man. We got Sunbelt Syndicate in the house, man. If you guys want some Sunbelt news, go check these guys out. They do everything Sunbelt, whether it's round ball or football, man. Check them out. Uh, big game or going to be a big one. I think he was talking about. Uh, hey, just like game. us, though, Sunbelt Syndicate is brought to you only by the Dogs Media Network. Yeah, college football dogs in the house. Jack Hugh, what's up, man? How about Agavaloa making the noise at the Shrine game? Not surprised. That dude is awesome. Yeah. The only problem he is is he has a little bit of a, a problem with fumbling ball and throwing interceptions. But other than that, man, this dude is – he can put the rock anywhere. He can hit any receiver. There's not a throw he can't make. He just has ball security issues. So not surprising to me at all. In the record books in the Big Ten for passing, too. Mm-hmm. I want to see that Colorado, Nebraska, and Penn State, West Virginia games. I agree because I feel like these two have the ability to get the nastiest. Because yeah, one, like Nebraska fans, the atmosphere. Are fans in college football, but in this game they will be the meanest, nastiest fans maybe in college football. They're going right. to flip script, man. Someone yeah, forgot right. bipolar pill, and it's going to get ugly. Uh, and then West Virginia, man, like, and Penn State fan. Penn State fans are the nastiest fans in college football. You want to talk about a rough and rowdy crowd? It's either LSU or Penn State. Those two fan bases are just. Wild man, anything Pennsylvania sports, they get nuts. I mean, throwing batteries at people and bags know, of piss, fans, bags of piss like they just get <laughs> those fans get after it, man. Like, I don't know what it is about Penn State and getting crazy, but or the state of Pennsylvania and getting crazy, but that, that's Penn State and then West Virginia, you know, they'll get a little nuts to eat shit pit. Love that chant that they do. That is awesome. I got to <laughs> see that live, man. I want to go to this game so eat bad. Shit pit. I mean, I love it. I love college football with, with stuff like that. Hell yeah. And, uh says Denver is, but Boulder's not. I'm not exactly sure what he was right. Hey, speaking of that, that horns down, man. That's getting out of control, man. <laughs> out of control? It's freaking football, man. If you can't handle this. That's what I mean. You need to go it's ahead getting out of get control. Out of this, man, like, come that's, on. No, man, you're flipping the script on me. That's what I mean. It's getting out of control. The people are getting so sensitive, It's not surprising because you ever met anybody from Texas? Their ego is so Damn. freaking fragile, man. You're like, come you on. A, you flip that ego and it just shatters, man. That's Texas. But that ain't Texas, man. Texas that is, is Texas. supposed to be. Have you ever? No. Texas. No, Texas maybe. is supposed to They can take a physical be. beating and they're strong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say Texas isn't strong, but their ego is the most fragile ego I've ever seen in my life. I've lived in Texas, man. Like their ego is just. They can't take jokes. Oh, what'd you say about my mom? Like they just, they just can't handle a joke, man. Like their ego is just. Now I'm not saying. All right, someone from Texas has got to be on these comments, calming them down a little bit, man. Get those horns down. You take it in good fun. Take it as a sign of respect, man. If someone has to take your symbol and turn it upside down, that means you're good enough to earn their respect, man. He says the uppity comment. Boulder is true. Is a true college town. Lots of hippie. Oh yeah. It's definitely uppity. I lived in Colorado for three years too. It's definitely uppity. As I did, I've been to Boulder multiple times. In fact, my car's license plate has. Uh, if you uh, if you live in Colorado, everybody who lives in like Boulder, Denver, that area, or Boulder frowns at people who live in Denver, and then Denver frowns at people who live in Colorado Springs, and the people in Colorado Springs frown at the people who live down in Pueblo, and that's just how they react. That's just the way it is, man. <laughs> Pass it on down the line. You know it. Jack who says it's because the Cowboys keep losing. That's probably true. That's where we're going. <laughs> That's why they're pissed off. <laughs> Half of America's pissed off of that. That's America's team. America's team. You can, can you how put do you do that? I don't know how to do, <laughs> yeah, you can. How do you do that. I mean, you can, but no one would notice. <laughs> we need to figure that out. Let's put the stars down. Well, it has the two points on the bottom. So if the two points are on the points top. Are up. Yeah. 
And, but no one would notice. Yeah, nobody would know. But it's quite literally right outside Demers' home. Sure, it's different on game day. Like, I'm sure the game day atmosphere is different now when I was there. Uh, oh, WWE is going to be there. was garbage. There might have been you and, like, seven other friends that, that showed up <clears> for the game. But now that Dion's there, it's probably a lot better atmosphere. But when I was there, I'd rather go to that, watch the Air Force. There's a lot more people at the Air Force games than there were the Colorado games, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, Big Noon's going to be there. You know, every every three weeks. Every weekend. Three weeks. And they're going to have that WWE stage. They're going to have The Rock, and they're going to have Goldberg out there. It's going to get nuts. I got another question for you, man. We didn't talk about UCLA. UCLA is also playing LSU. So what's with LSU, man? They're playing both the LA teams, man, the big-time LA teams. So they got USC in Vegas, and then they're bringing UCLA to Baton Rouge. They're just trying to figure out a way to up their academics. They're like, let's check out these LA schools and see if we can actually get meaningful degrees. Are they trying to take the championship of the ownership of LA for Louisiana or LA for Los Angeles? Is it the Battle of LA? The Battle of LA. We got this. But another side note, Minnesota plays North Carolina again. Um, I'm not sure what to think about that game, but it's a nice little fun out of conference game. Yeah, I can't see. Minnesota doing anything. A long way to row your boat. Oh, wait, I have no. They rode their boat last year. No hope for Minnesota anymore, man. We go. Shout out to the Furman tight end who tried to hurdle a back and didn't quite clear it. That'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. I'm lucky to step over a curb without falling on my face. So, oh. <laughs> we saw that in Minnesota, actually. Yeah, we did. All right, let's move on, man. Let's move on. Almost made it to our interviews. We did. All right, look, Iowa finally found their next OC, Tim. Let's what a hire. What a hire, man. This is yeah. this is like hired another Brian. What the hell is Iowa doing, man? This is so bad. So bad. This is such a bad hire. Look at this. Brian averaged one more yard per play, 5.9 to 4.9 so he's averaging one more yard per play he has a five percent more success rate he averages just a point over per possession not even a whole point he doesn't even average a whole point more than brian per possession hey like what i got this i got the stat that they need like I what is stat. this man i iowa has a chance <laughs> a chance to actually bring in a good offensive coordinator, and Kirk's like, nah, fuck that shit. He doesn't want his son to get overpowered, man. He's like, I want to, I want to like take this down a notch. I don't want my son to look bad, so let's hire some shit. Let's hire a guy who got fired for going five and seven at Western Michigan, and never was really a good offensive coordinator. And then is, after he was fired, he was a senior analyst for Green Bay. Like, hey, what, what is this, man? He was 67 and 55 as a head coach. So there's, there's that. Wow. So, so, so right there with Iowa's records, but get this at offensive coordinator at Syracuse in his first year, he averaged 17.1 points per game. Oh man. He's right under Brian. But, but Hey, look at this. The second year, 2015, he averaged 27.3. So he broke that 25 points per game mark that brian ferentz had to get in order to keep his job so according to iowa standards that's a hire man that's a hire you that's know, a we coordinator just want to get 25 we don't want to brag about it we're midwest nice yeah. we don't want to beat you too bad we just want to get yeah. 25 points 
We don't want to get 45. Set. Like that would just be terrible. We would feel so bad. We'd have to bake you some cookies on your way, way out to the bus. Like set the bar low, win with defense and punt. We're not getting away from our culture, man. Damn, I feel bad. Those Iowa fans were looking for a splash higher and got this, man. Yeah, he does have a little bit of better passing game. So Jack Hughes right there. His passing game, uh, I think was, it's not crazy, crazy amounts better, but it, it is better, better than Brian's. He also has explosive play. His explosive play percentage is 16% to Brian's 9.8. So there's some decent things there, but overall, man, like this is kind of a disappointing hire. Eh. Eh. But at least he has some coaching experience. I am a fan of the whole hire a former head coach to be a coordinator on your team. I feel like that's the Nick Saban route, and I feel like you could have that rehab, but I just don't think Kirk has the offensive rehab to nurse this man back to health. Like, he ain't got the nipple, son. He ain't got Mm -mm. the milk, which is weird to say Iowa doesn't have the milk. What what is this? I mean, what is – what's the reasoning? Are they trying to save money? Are they trying to just well? They put did out say something? they did say they had a budget, but they're going to be very competitive with their budget. So that's telling me that they that's are not willing bullshit. to spend lots of money for a coordinator, despite them Dude. making how much money from the Big Ten. Like they're making so much money TV contract wise, and they're not willing to reinvest in the football program. Like what they is- pay their strength and conditioning coordinator the fourth most in the nation. Why can't you hire an offensive coordinator and just change the damn thing? It ain't that hard. He's probably related to Beth. That's probably why. You you could compete for the Big Ten every year, and all you need is an offense. I mean, you could take it to the next level. And then Jack, who says, is Kirk done after this year? Maybe he's just a tempire. That could be true, man. Like, he's definitely going to yeah. be hanging it up soon. Uh, I think he's trying to hang around just to get more and more records. I could see it being a temporary hire. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah. Man, Iowa, after they lose him, what's – What's that situation going to be like? <laughs> they're gonna, Talk about a rebuild. <laughs> What's they going to work? At least they got to rebuild an offense. They just got to rebuild the defense. So <laughs> that's true. Offense they should hire shit, their so. DC as a head coach. That's what they should do. Absolutely. That'd Maybe be. that's the plan. Like this dude should be pissed, man. Like, like you bringing it. I would go to the team meeting, but like, you, you're bringing in who? Tim who? <laughs> hey, dude, I've been, I object. I've been busting I my object. ass for years with this damn yeah, he sh- The best you can do is Tim Lester? Like, yeah, he should have left a long time ago to a major man. program. This he's got to be the – he's got to be the best defensive coordinator. In like, nation. I'm Superman, and you bring me Mighty Mouse as my as my, my counterpart? Like, what are you doing? I Pull a kidding. stunt like this. And totally don't redeem yourself. <laughs> fucking joke. I keep hearing Stephen right. Company are going to bail out Kentucky for Iowa. When Fred, I could see that. I could see that. Mm. That would be interesting. All right, let's go. We got to get another commercial in here. Well, then we got one more segment to get through. But like I said before, you got to keep the lights on. Got to pay the bill. Give me that bones coffee. We gonna keep me awake. Boned up. For some coffee. Sound the alarms. Something monstrously merry is coming to town. Introducing Bones Coffee's newest batch. Inspired by the giddy ghouls of Disney Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice work, Bones Caddy. Rich premium coffee infused with frighteningly festive flavors. The Pumpkin King. Santa Jack. Frog's Breath. Rough Weather. And Mudslide Boogie. 
Can't make decisions by yourself? Order them all. Phones also makes a perfectly marvelous gift for everyone on your nice list. And your naughty list. <laughs> Click the link to get these hauntingly holly jolly flavors delivered right to your door. And it's not just for holidays. Bones has coffee concoctions for all 365 days of the year. Bones Coffee and Disney Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's terrifyingly tasty. This year, Bones Coffee will be yours! We got to reach out to Bones Coffee. I don't think they know it's uh, not Christmas anymore. It's February. We got to take the trees down, man. It's over. Wrap it up. Unintended. Time, time to get less festive. <laughs> All right. It is time for Big Ten Backers Best Quickies. We love the quickies up here. In Big Give me some quickies. All right. Oregon grabs Washington cornerback Jabbar Muhammad, the number four ranked cornerback in the portal. Ooh. Man, Oregon is on fire. Whether that's recruiting, whether that's coaching hires, whether that's pulling guys out the portal, these guys are bringing in everybody, man. There is a nuclear war going on between the Battle of the O's, and I'm talking Oregon and Ohio State. Hey, man, and pulling it from their rivals, the team that's beat Dan Lanning three out of the last five times. Three out of five losses has been against Washington, man. Not happening no more. Not next year, baby. Not next year. Oregon's going to be... I, I would rank them number three right now if I had to do it all at the top of my head. Yeah. That anyway, battle in Eugene let, between Ohio State and Oregon. Whoa. It's going to be money. Hell yeah. I want to be there. So, man, all these games I want to be at, we're not going to be able to be at all these games, are we? Ah, sure we can. Sure we can. We'll make it. Yeah. We did last year. So, why another loan out in the house. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Sell our house. <laughs> we're good. All right. Illinois gets a commitment for the 2025 class. Griffin Rousseau, a big lineman from your neck of the woods and Billima's old stomping grounds, um, Stoughton, Wisconsin. Old Stoughton. We love to get. How far is that away from you? You know, Uh, I'd say about forty-five minutes. Be old forty-five minute drive. You know, we like our stouts here in Wisconsin. That's right. Indiana is set to host a. Five-star quarterback Julian Lewis for the class. How'd I pull that off? Can Signati actually land this man? If he does, Indiana ain't seen things like this. I mean, he's always had the offense, man, at JMU to to pull in a good quarterback. But a five-star, damn, at Indiana? Yeah. Signati ain't ain't seen nothing like that since the Phoenix. Since his high school prom, man, he ain't seen seen nothing that nice. (laughs) All right, Maryland lands a four-star cornerback, Kevin Humes, for the 2024 class, reclassified from 2025. Big pickup for the Terps, man. Big pickup. Sparty, Michigan State announces their spring game for April 20th. So get your tickets, man. Spring game is just right around the corner. All right, and Gophers, they are losing a cornerback, Tyler Bride, he is not going to go to Miami because their coach won't take a knee, and he's a bride. Terrible joke, but I had to put it in there. Uh, he didn't have a lot of stats for Minnesota, so he's a senior, and maybe he got passed on the depth chart, and that's why he's getting out of there. Nebraska's new offensive coordinator, man, he's been on the radio. He's hitting the stats. He's telling everybody he's excited. He can't wait to coach. Dylan Ray, watch out. Heinrich Harbor, Hardberg. 
He cannot wait to see guys. He can't believe he's in Lincoln. He's still like he's living his dream job, man. Like this guy seems like he's excited, excited. To oh yeah, good for him. Let's go get that started. Let's see what that's like. We're gonna see it against the Buffs, hopefully. All right. And next on the list, Northwestern adds a three-star tight end, Zach Guliano, for the class of 2025. Three stars for Northwestern. That's a normal day. Another day in the office. Troy, I'm going to say one thing, Troy. Don't come at me with that negative energy. Wisconsin cheese sucks. Man, that's fighting words where I come from. Block him. Block him. He's done. (laughs) (laughs) You can't say shit like that and get away with it. Ohio State lands the number nine player. Is it player? Oh, man, I don't know. He lay, they land a four-star. Number nine, offense tackle, four-star, big-time, big-time get for Ohio State. They were battling out Michigan. Jim Harbaugh made that a lot easier, but they got their big-time offensive tackle for 2025. Yeah, he was a huge one. Big pickup. In-state recruit. Needed him. Got him. Signed, sealed, and delivered, baby. Penn State begins their four-year renovation, $700 million to Beaver Stadium. They're getting this state. The main reason for this is to get the stadium ready for winter for a 2024 playoff game if they get to host. So they're on top of the ball, man. They're like, we're going to get this ready. Beaver Stadium, we're going to have a whiteout for the playoff. How sweet would it be, man? The snow, the fans in white. Everything would be awesome. Dude, I am so excited for playoff games on campus. Like, this is – That's uh, awesome. Like, best awesome. move ever. And then Beaver yeah. Stadium, like, it is one of the best stadiums in college football. And then you're throwing another 700 mil at it. Like, I can't wait to see it, man. Ohio State, y'all need to upgrade the shoe. Yeah. Ohio the, State's just – They're going to take – the same color, man. Like, what is that – what is that concrete? Whoever they had to renovate that thing in the past, they did shit work. They need to get that. Fixed. Hopefully this new athletic director is like, yo, I'm not going to just go to Indianapolis and play the game there because that's bullshit. No one wants to see that. Everyone wants to see the game in the shoe. They want a hundred thousand people there, not 65 at Lucas oil, man. That's Troy says bullshit. he's still on pro- probation. Try me. That's easy, man. I'll try you. <laughs> get rid of you for good that way. All right, let's see, man. Let's see. Purdue set to host two defense ends for 2025 and Landon Brooks and Derry Norris Jr. You tell you what, if you can grab a couple of big-time defense ends, you take that. And fucking Greg Schiano coming in baller status and a chopper going after a four-star Mike Carroll. I don't know. What, what, are, you what are you doing to get what? out of the chopper? <laughs> Man, when did Rutgers up their recruiting budget? Man, they can't have a chopper. That's some bullshit. Man, they're doing work. Luciano a gangster, they're, huh? They're doing big time recruiting using that Big Ten money, and he, he they got their full check now. That's what it is. Damn, I tell you what, that's pretty pimp though. I like that. Just landing that's on awesome. the fifty yard line at their high school stadium, like, yo, come with me. If you what up? <laughs> huge, huge recruit too. And yeah, big time. Everybody's after that guy. He's got an offer list. A mile long. Yeah, this is massive, massive list. Anyways, UCLA head coach, I mean, yeah, UCLA head coach Chip is thinking about taking the Jeff Halfley route. It is rumored that he is pursuing the offensive coordinator job with the Raiders. The Raiders. He's wow. tired of that NIL bullshit too, man. Yeah. People transfer out of UCLA. They were talking about trying to fire him before he beat USC. So, like, why would you want to stay around? 
and then he just lost his defensive coordinator. Yeah, exactly. Just lost. I mean, that dude won the game. Yo. All right, what we got next? USC is hosting overall top 10 player in the class of 2025 DN Jared Smith from the state of Alabama. Going out to L.A. this weekend, sitting on the beach, baby. They're going to need that defense, so better be bringing that. I need Ohio defensive coordinators got, doing his work. Ohio State just got uh, CB to land the number two cornerback, five-star cornerback, also from the state of Alabama. Man, this whole Nick Saban being gone is opening a new world. <laughs> Alabama's like, Rudy, fuck it. Man. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess, Ohio I guess State is pulling in. After all. Uh, oh. Oh. When did that happen? I don't know when that happened. Missed the news. I they hired Cliff Kingsbury, though. Appreciate the update. Up oh, update. Oh, I said update. live. Yeah. We got a reporter right on here. We awesome. do. Washington right. adds Arizona defense in Russell Deuce Davis from the portal. Ooh. I wonder if more people are going to go from Arizona now. It hasn't been 30 days yet. They, they've had they quite a bit already. So it's like gradually they just move everybody over. from Washington, move to Alabama, everybody from Arizona, move to Washington. Yeah. It's be the way. Should be. Yeah. Follow your coach. All right. And bring this one out, baby. Bring it. Bring it. There is a rumor that head coach from the Tennessee Titans, Mike Vrabel, is headed to Wisconsin to help out his old buddy, Luke Fickle, and join that staff. They're good friends. They were teammates. They were on the defensive line at Ohio State together. That should be interesting. I mean, what's he going to do? I would assume an advisory role. Yeah, he's going to do an analyst or an advisory role. Like, he's not going to be on the, like, actual field staff. Yeah, but it would be nice to have him, you know, because they already have that connection. They already know each other, you know, like, I mean, they're best friends. They're roommates, I believe. Yeah, they were roommates in college at Ohio State for sure. But Troy says UCLA is going to be another doormat in the Big Ten. Ooh. Might be. Damn, UCLA. If Chip Kelly leaves, they got to bring in a splash. Well, that does it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate y'all coming in and hitting us in the comments and sharing and liking all our stuff. We love you guys. Beef, get us on out of here. Big Ten backers are out of here. Thanks for coming again. Follow us on all of the social medias. We're on all of them, so it doesn't matter. Choose which one you like. Comment, follow us, share. Let everyone know what you see here. If it's good, if it's bad, if it's average, let people know. They can follow along and decide for themselves. Thank you for joining us. God bless. All right, we're going to yeah. play a college football dogs. If you want to join the college football dogs network, they're doing some hiring. They're growing. They're expanding, so check these guys out. On the College Football Dogs website, you'll find a main page that features some of our biggest and newest stories. Our conference pages for content related to your favorite team's conference. Our team store, where we have products that are available all year long, as well as gear available for a limited time only. Our podcast page, where you can see when one of the 12-plus College Football Dogs podcasts is streaming live on social media. Our subscription page where you can join our Discord. If you're interested in becoming a contributor at College Football Dogs, email us at info at collegefootballdogs.com. If you enjoy any College Football Dogs content, we really
Hawks, they defer. So Wake Forest will receive the opening kick. We'll get a look at that high-flying offense right away. A game of tremendous importance in the ACC. Usually that game would be Clemson FSU, but this year it's NC State and Wake Forest. Trenton Gill about to lay into it. Keyshawn Williams back at the five-yard line. And that'll be through for a touchback. It'll come out to the 25. Sam Hartman, who broke the school record against North Carolina, responsible for seven touchdowns, Tim, in one game, five passing and two rushing. He can do it all. Yeah, and I'm, you know, it's good to point that out because he's a better runner than I think people realize. He's got great command of this offense. His journey has been a unique one for being the starter to then being the backup. But he has taken over between last year and this year and been really good for the Demon Deacons. Wake's last three games have been ridiculous. They have scored 170 points. That's 57 points per game with that mesh-style offense. Ellison getting the first carry. One of the problems, of course, is even though that's a school record over three games, they've also been allowing 40 points per game. Yeah, that's been the challenge. I think the expectation that they're going to score 30 every game. You just need the defense to come up with enough stops. Dave Clawson said this week, the defense has either been really, really good or really, really bad. We'll see what shows up tonight. He's going to throw, and that's going to be batted away. And, man, that happened several times in the North Carolina game. There's a flag down, but batted down once again. That was a real problem against the Tar Heels. Yeah, and it's an interesting situation with their offense where – that's a good call by the official because the ball is batted by Devin Betty. And watch Hartman. After the fake, he's climbing up in the pocket. Normally, guys are retreating back into the pocket after the fake. But because of the way the mess works, he climbs right afterwards. Wants to throw again. Third down and nine. Now he's going to run with it. Hartman on the move. 